0: Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we got legends, no DQ title matches, and a tribal court on the 30th anniversary of Raw. My name is Jack Farmer, being joined by the Spar with Labar champ, Justin Labar and the legendary WWE referee, Jimmy Corderas. It's Triple J repping the WWE Raw Wrestling Inc. After Party. How are you guys doing? Justin, how are you?
1: I'm good. i was been looking forward to the show. I love anniversary shows. I was at Raw 25 five years ago at the Manhattan Center. I got a bit, you know, I remember the first Raw. I I, I remember, you know, I, it's been a big, as it is always, it's a big part of my life. I, I mean, you know, I was like the only kid growing up that uh, at school that was okay and happy that it was Monday because Monday Night Raw was coming on that night. Uh, so I was looking forward to this, a lot of potential, uh, and certainly there were parts of it that definitely delivered uh, a lot to talk about. And, and what a go-home show to Rumble it makes
0: i I kept thinking to myself the whole time watching this episode like if you could go back in time to different uh anniversaries and just show them clips what would you, what would I think of like the opening segment and different things it what a 30 years is insane uh mm-hmm. Jimmy though, you know better than than all of us before we get the show uh how you feeling are you no. are you excited to talk about the the show? Or are you feeling? good bad how you feeling no I, i'm feeling good talking about the
2: show because like you said as far as furthering stuff going into uh this coming up a royal rumble i thought they did a banger job of getting those stories over we'll talk more about that as we go along it's just that you know it's 30th anniversary raw and I'm expecting superstars and and more than just a poker
0: room <laughs> yeah they do That's the old. poker room quite a bit don't they yeah. uh yeah. we'll talk about the poker room in a bit uh everyone who's listening or watching like comment share subscribe you know the deal uh we got some good ones uh last week and i'll talk about those in a second but first i want to talk about some news we got we got two news stories one massive the other one we're starting with It's John Cena uh, has unlocked a huge gaming achievement for WWE 2K23. WWE has officially revealed the cover star for the upcoming WWE 2K23 video game, which releases on March 17th this year. And it is none other than John Cena. The 16-time world champion will also be the topic of the game's showcase mode, which will delve deep into his career, stretching as far back as the prototype character that he used during his time in OVW. Jimmy, do wrestlers play the games? Like how uh, how how into it are the wrestlers? A lot of them are, especially
2: the, the ones in that uh, specific age group that, you know, like mm-hmm. don't don't look at the guys that did the Nintendo thing way back in the day or the uh what, what what's the other one, the old uh... Just ta-
0: Taker doesn't play a lot of video games?
2: No, I don't think you'll see Taker in the back sitting in front with a with a control stick in his hand. That's for sure. No. But uh, <laughs> you you may you may see him with a bottle of Jack or something like that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but i digress no, but uh, there especially nowadays you find a lot more the, the guys are into the video games uh, more so than back in the day the younger guys yes back in the day but the uh, uh, the veterans uh, would go i wouldn't say make fun of them but uh, there would be some comments thrown around that's
0: for sure yeah do they do they get all crabby about their ratings do you ever hear any of those was that anything you overheard
2: about the the ratings for
0: uh, uh- Cause each wrestler gets their own like rating based on how good they are. And so oh, oh, oh like, does anyone ever complain about their rating, not being high enough? Yeah, If they did, I didn't hear it because <laughs> that stuff just didn't, you know, it didn't matter to me. I wasn't a video game guy. I was, I was a pinball guy. Yeah. So
2: yeah, if I be <laughs> a pinball machine, I'm all
0: in. I tell you, no matter what my rating was, would have been, I would have always said it's too low. Should be higher. Mm-hmm. Uh Justin, I got to ask you with, with this game, john cena i think cover star makes sense uh showcase mode of his career makes sense but is there a party at least with me i feel old no this feels like a wrap-up of a career kind of thing. john john cena still doesn't feel like the old guy to me i don't know maybe i'm just not accepting aging well uh, how about you
1: yeah, I know what you mean, but we, I think we have to kind of accept it. I mean, he's, uh, <clears throat> he's down to a, a match a year and, uh, you know, he's in his 40s and there's nothing else for him to accomplish. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't played it. I haven't played a, um, a pro wrestling video game in probably you know, 12, 13 years, but, you know, I know it's still a huge market. And obviously, like Jimmy said, there's a a large portion of even today's locker rooms that, you know, obviously, obviously, um, uh, you know, New Day, you know, um, Xavier, Xavier Woods having his his channel and a lot of uh, guys and girls take part in that, so it's a big deal. And, and you know, and even showcase mode. I, I I remember when playing those video games that doing the careers and doing the you know um, those modes are are a big deal. Do you know same thing when Madden when you do like a franchise and a, a career and and so yeah, and then let's not also leave out um, Bad Bunny apparently is an un- unlockable character. And mm-hmm. uh, if we if we've all learned about Bad Bunny uh, from WB or from Issa in the past year. Uh, it's a hell of a following he's got and uh, he's a big deal in mainstream culture and, and probably to uh, a good portion of that of that demo that piece of the pie that they're aiming for so you know might not be the three of us might not be um having any matches on 2k 23 anytime soon with each other but uh i think from a business and a marketing and licensing and all those you know it's, it's a big deal
0: well I'm going to throw out a a bet. I'm going to throw out a little bet to uh, another Wrestling Inc. host. I'm going to bet. I don't even know if he's in the game. I'm going to bet Issa that Logan Paul has a higher rating than Bad Bunny when (laughs) both of them come out because Logan Paul is the greatest celebrity guest wrestler in history. (laughs) Them's fighting words. (laughs) I don't even know if he's in the game, but if he's in the game, the bet it's higher than bad bunny. We'll see how that I'll can.
1: top, I'll top both of them. Pat McAfee would be better rated than both of them.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, Pat McAfee is really good too. I'll take that. I'll 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 be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that should we should have a three-way bet. Who's the best rated wrestler in the game? Uh, not wrestler, uh celebrity guest wrestler. Oh, there you go but someone who's not a celebrity guest. This is the bigger news. This is pull back the curtain. We do the yeah. other news first so we have time for everyone else to get into the chat before we get to the bigger news. And this was really big blockbuster wrestling match pitched for Stone Cold Steve Austin. According to Fightful Select, WWE has made Hall of Famer Stone Cold Steve Austin an enormous offer to face undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns stating that his camp was approached with the possibility of it happening although nothing is set in stone at this time austin returned inside a ring at wrestlemania 38 for the first time since 2003 with many believing it was his retirement match but austin has since said he's open to returning to the ring and wwe has reportedly offered austin another chance to wrestle again putting him in a position to headline back-to-back wrestlemanias in his late 50s justin lavar There is a lot to unpack with this, and I'm just going to let you run free. Go for
1: it. (laughs) What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, this is a huge headline. Um, As you said, uh, courtesy of Fightful, and just for for people's reference, uh, it was um, just about this time last year, uh, maybe a few weeks later into the year, uh, that it was Fightful that first reported that stone cold is likely to have a big match at mania last year and that really shocked everybody because you know from that point we hadn't seen austin in a match for you know 20 years or whatever it uh, had been and of course he ends up having you know a a great one with with kevin owens so uh first and foremost i just want to point that out that uh, i trust fightful in the reporting that he probably has been offered now what we don't know is is he did he accept it um that's it. I mean, it's a huge deal. Obviously, the biggest question then becomes: Okay, what about The Rock? Because that was the that's that's been the assumed fantasy booked place that this bloodline stuff's going. Right? Is is Roman versus The Rock on one of the nights of Mania? Uh, I don't know what to make of that. I, I still have a hard time thinking that WWE has been doing all of this storytelling with the bloodline, knowing for years that it's Mania in LA. I have a hard time believing that all of a sudden. Rock's just not doing it or he was never part of the plan I have a hard time buying that and believing that um so I don't know but but that also doesn't mean just because they offered Austin that also doesn't mean that that means that doesn't mean the Rock's out of the picture again maybe his two nights I mean Roman Reigns has been the best cared for and protected superstar and, and, and I don't know how long, I mean, over 800 days, he has both world titles. Uh, he clearly is the guy that's going to continue to, to carry this flag in uh, the next couple of years for the company. So what bigger two nights could you have than versus the two most maybe iconic guys in Austin one night? Around? I mean, anything really is possible. So I will just leave it at this. I believe that WWE offered a big money deal to Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you watch him on social media, he's in phenomenal shape. So I certainly feel like he's probably capable to do it. Whether or not it happens, whether or not it the Rock match with the Rock happens with Roman, I don't know. But I do believe that Austin's very much in the conversation.
0: Yeah, I, I would think that he has to. He doesn't have to. He can do it every once. But if mm-hmm. this is coming out, we're seeing videos of him working out. It feels like he's going to do something at WrestleMania, uh, Jimmy. If if the Rock can't do it, right? Because I think that that's the second the second shoe dropping. If Stone Cold's getting the spot, where, where does the Rock go? If mm-hmm. the rock isn't going to be at WrestleMania, is Stone Cold the next best option?
2: You can make that argument that whether well, Stone Cold is the next best option or or even a John Cena, but there are also some rumors out there that he may be uh tangling with another current WWE champion. And and I, I won't throw that out there yet because we it's not part of this news story. Mm-hmm. But Stone Cold still is that when you hear that glass break. It, it just the, the place goes absolutely banana and it doesn't matter where they are he is one of the most over superstars ever in this mm-hmm. business and like you said justin he's you you see the videos you see him he's working out he looks like he's getting ready for something whether it is a possible showdown with roman reigns at wrestlemania we we shall see uh you know like um we know that uh Cody looks like he's being positioned to be a top guy as well. So where does that leave him? Or maybe maybe Steve is the guy who who helps. Co- I don't know. There's so many possibilities here. But the bottom line is, if Steve shows up at WrestleMania, regardless of what he does, there's going to be a big rub to whoever he goes in there with.
1: And to to kind of to Jack's pose another question to you, Jimmy: Is Stone Cold the next best option if The Rock is not available, or? If- Movie studio insurance says he can't do a match, but he can appear, what have you. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of um, historical symmetry there. I mean, obviously, Roman and The Rock there because of family, because of bloodline, duh. But, oh, by the way, Austin's greatest nemesis was The Rock. Uh, His Mm -hmm. last match prior to coming back last year was a mania match against The Rock where he lost to The Rock. So there is also something there in uh, going against the head of the table now in Roman Reigns. Uh, there's a lot that can be dug up of the archives there, and a lot of promo fodder that can be done there. So, um, it's rich. And then, oh, by the way, we haven't even uttered the words. I know we will here in a second once we get into to Raw tonight. We haven't even uttered the names of Kevin Owens and
2: Sami Zayn. And where do yeah, they he, fit into all this? They're, like you said, there's so many options. When you talk about who is the next best option, when you talk about past superstars that could go in a match with Roman Reigns and, could, and, and deliver and also be as over or as close to over as, as The Rock, Stone Cold is the guy. He is, mm-hmm. but then again, you got to think about the future because Stone Cold, and, and no offense to Steve because I think Steve can still go, but he's not the future. You, you Like you said, you, you mentioned a couple of guys already and I mentioned Cody. Uh, there's a few guys that can be that future if they're built in the right way. And That's- this is an opportunity, and WrestleMania is usually that opportunity for the next superstar to get that, you know,
0: um jumpstart. Mm-hmm. I... You know, I I find myself being the prisoner of the moment often. I sometimes get worked up in whatever's happening right now. That's just how I am. I feel like this is the greatest single run title run I've ever seen. And when I look at how many people, like, because it's not just how long the reign's been, but like he's beat Roman Reigns, has beaten Hall of Famers, past and present Hall of Famers, former champions. I feel like adding Stone Cold to that list just makes it even more of a legendary thing we've seen. And Look, if, if Cody's going to be the guy to take it, he can do it at SummerSlam. It's fine. We can hold off for a little bit. I'll, I'll be okay with that. Well, uh, or even, I mean, you have Night After Mania. You
1: have <laughs> uh, whenever the next Saudi show is, which is usually in, in April or May. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, Cody is not going anywhere. And to Jimmy's point, you have to look at the future. You have to look at guys like Cody and Sammy and KO. But, yeah, to Jack, if you wanted to help cement Roman Reigns' legacy, if the guy beats The Rock and or Stone Cold in a weekend, I mean, come on! I mean, I wasn't alive for Backlund or Bruno's, uh, mm-hmm. his, you know, uh, multi year runs. I wasn't alive for, it, but it was also a different time, right? Mm-hmm. It was just the, the the booking, the program, everything was different. Uh, I I think given what Roman Reigns had to do and the level of competition and the, and the level of programming and what have you, I, I I could agree. I think there's an argument to be made. He has the most impressive world title run. Ever, and that includes mm-hmm. Backlund, Bruno, Hogan, Brett, Stone Cold, Rock, sean Cena. I mean, I really think there's a true argument and in and and a and a, a thesis paper that could be written here.
0: Yeah, i i I think so. I I would go. I'd go to fight for that, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like some people. I I guess I wasn't around for uh, Bruno either, and a, and a lot of those other guys. But whatever. I'll just, I'll still say it anyway. So why not? Uh. Before we get into the show, I do want to give a quick thank you to everyone who's in the chat Baby Ice, Kyle, uh, Adam, Ethan, Steven, NYC, Demon Diva in the house, Ethan, Cruz, Christopher, Sheed, uh, Adam, a- to Adam, Adam Staples, Adam McFarland, Andrew, War Hero 99, Tommy O, Uncle PJ, Mike, and Sam, and Daniel, and Uncle, wow, we got a lot of folks in here today, mm-hmm. Donald and Rocky, we got a good crew. Coming through today, and you know what? Last week we asked everyone like, comment, share, subscribe, it'd it'd be a big deal for us. We'd appreciate it. And the people listened, fellas. They listened and they came through. We got comments on YouTube, things like Adam Staples saying, Love Triple J. We had things like DJ on YouTube saying, Awesome show, Triple J. Keep up the great job. Cannot wait until next Monday. And Veggie Gamer even said. Oh my God, Jack, I now really hope Vince's Uncle Howdy. What have you done? <laughs> <Just see> that. <laughs> that one in there. Uh, wow. But not just that Thank we you. got we got a ton of apple five star reviews, five, five, five time, five time, five star reviews we got. Perez play saying ever since the Matt Morgan days, this has been my favorite podcast to listen to. When I can't catch certain wrestling episodes, even when he left, I stuck with Wrestling Ink due to the great recappers. Road Warrior fans said love all the hosts. Chirilla eighty eight said awesome show. Jack Farmer awesome leader and asking the questions. Love Jimmy since he was a referee and bringing awareness or bringing awesome storylines and good perspective and justin labar been following him for a long time from csr really look forward to monday night's great job by all keep up the good work big fan in minnesota and uh Luis, uh treat louis Tre- uh says my favorite wrestling review podcast the best podcast listened to for Raw smackdown and pay-per-views my favorite is the raw podcast with jack justin and jimmy please we need more raj So, Mm -hmm. lots of good stuff, fellas. I mean, just tons of good things and just really means the world to us. Thank you guys for all that. So, please please keep, yeah, Yeah,
1: keep, keep them coming and let's keep them coming and let's, let's get some more. uh, There'll be the three of us Saturday night after Royal Rumble. mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and our premium live event podcasts are always our our biggest, I know, from numbers Mm -hmm. and attention. So, please. Uh, Let's get a shout. Let's get a lot of shout outs on Saturday. Please leave some uh, more reviews between now and Saturday. I
0: love it. Yeah, absolutely. I love shouting out the the folks who leave those comments. So definitely do that. Uh, We also already got a couple of, of, uh, of, uh, super chats here. Sheed black saying, uh, I think Raw was a 10 out of 10 for me tonight. Very high praise. And I'm not going to show my hand before the poker segment, but I do also think that this is a pretty darn good raw um and then mike we'll get to your question here later but just to since i don't shoot the whole show because it comes near the end lastly versus lesnar at mania maybe hell in a cell is being Mm. being pitched there by mike so we'll have to see how that turns out let's get into the show let's talk about this thing let's start Mm. at the very very beginning uh we got hulk hogan coming out with jimmy hart and it was simple. It was all it really needed to be. Basically, welcoming us to 30 years of Raw. Uh, Jimmy, how did it feel to see the Hulkster again? It, it, it always
2: feels good to see the Hulkster because it brings you back to a time. This, you know, Hulk is what transitioned that one generation into the next generation of of, of WWF at the time WWE superstar of wrestling uh, fans. You know what I mean? And to see him with Jimmy Hart like he was back in the Jimmy's just a ball he's fantastic man uh, i love jimmy to death and and the hoaxer is just the hoaxer he was a he was the man so he's, you yeah. gotta so you know yes i understand that when when raw first debuted on on, on uh, monday nights he was not the champion and we'd pretty much gone through the hulkamania era but hulkamania was still the biggest thing that had happened to that company. So to start it off with him, because he started off, he kicked off this uh, the generation. Uh, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, Hogan's one of those guys that I know he's had his controversies uh, in the past, but just as a wrestling fan, he is a a personal foundation of my fandom as a pro wrestling fan. So I, I I'm always gonna pop when I hear his music. Uh, Jimmy or uh, Justin, what was your uh, thoughts of seeing? Hulkamania running wild to start off uh Raw XXX.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, from from a you know, business and marketing standpoint, you know, it makes sense. I mean, Hulk is still such a recognizable face and name that music. So, you know, you kick it off right there at the top of the hour. Uh, I get it, and, it's, and and it's also it's you know uh, we we've seen they they put Hulk in the situations in the past that uh, manias and different things, do some promos and you know maybe they get a little maybe they get a off the rails or, or words get forgotten so i mean it was a nice simple easy task to do like jimmy said good to see jimmy hart um hawk's always a funny one for me because obviously he 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 he's a flag bearer of a generation in WWE's history but like jimmy said you know raw starts since january 93 hawk's not on a ton of those raws he's out of the company by june of that year and then he's spends the rest of the 90s on the on the other show on monday nights and then has you know a, again a brief stint on raw when he comes back for a few years so it's funny hogan's so synonymous with WWE, but raw not so much to me so i always uh you know i just get his, his, historical and dig into that but no i understand the use of him um i i would be remiss if i didn't mention obviously you know hulk comes with a sense of controversy uh in these in these last years uh so it was um ironically comical that he's out there there's certainly a portion of the audience is always a little bit vo- vocal of mm-hmm. not wanting to see him and his mic is dying mm-hmm. <laughs> there it's live tv brother yeah um, so I, I i there's nothing more other than just again uh, comical irony to that um but all in all i understand i understand using hulk and and, and putting them out there just to welcome everybody to the show
0: Yeah, by the way, special shout out to the poor Mm -hmm. fellow that had to run out the new mic. I can tell you, as anyone who's ever ran, runs down for something, mic issues are just the most stressful thing in the world. And to have to run out there in front of all those people on live TV next to Hulk Hogan and be like, can you switch microphones? Must have not been that guy's favorite part of the day. He should
1: have. He should have just grabbed Jimmy Hart's bullhorn. He could have (laughs) just.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The
2: megaphone could have done it. Because, because, uh, you know, Hulk knew that the, the, the sound was going out unless it was just on TV, but it couldn't have been just on TV because, you know, like you said, somebody's running him out a new mic. So in the, in the, in the building, it was quiet as well. So, uh, he had to know it, but he didn't put it over.
0: He didn't sell yeah. it. He
2: didn't, you yeah. know, sold it brother.
0: Yeah, Yep. yep. Uh, stellar Justin Lopez, uh, says Hogan was only on to build his WrestleMania nine comeback. I equate him more as a nitro and a SmackDown guy. Yeah. From, Uh, from, from, from,
1: from from history. That's, that's correct. That is correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do wish they would do some nitro throwbacks every now and again, but I guess now it's kind of aged out. I don't know if there's a whole lot of people that would really care anymore, but right
1: yeah I, you know yeah. i've always thought they they have all that they have all the props they have obviously all the property the intellectual part of own I, I am surprised it, it probably is too late now but i am surprised that in the last like 10 15 years when they do the, the like when they would just randomly decide to do an old school raw it didn't line up mm-hmm. to a 25th or a 30th anniversary they just did it as a reason to like you know gimmick the show i am surprised that like they didn't decide to do like one night only nitro and, and and just if nothing else, especially when they were in that period of transitioning into PG around 09, 2010 when viewership did start to take a dip, just to get a, just to spike some in nostalgia interest, uh interest because you have the rights to do so. I am surprised. I do, I do agree. Now it's been 22 years since nitro's been on the air, and it was on the arrow, oh, by the way, when TNT. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so probably not a thing you're gonna do, but I I am I, I agree. I, I'm surprised they never pulled that that uh, that card to play
0: yeah every now and again i try to remember if i was like 16 like how old was i where was i when i was 16 what was cool 20 years ago and would i be okay with them mm-hmm. doing throwbacks i probably like, no one wants to see this old stuff where now i'm like come on the attitude era man it's great right. uh so uh we move forward a little bit here and i'm just gonna kind of bunch together um the the hype videos we get we get the raw is 30 hype video that we've seen a few times with the um with the song that they played throughout the night but also we just got clips with the old the different versions of the old raw music uh, throughout the night and different clips of uh of monday night raw and things like that jimmy what was it like going through some of those old and just see some of those old clips seeing those old clips and and uh this one and justin you're gonna get the same question next what's the first memory you think of when someone says Monday Night Raw.
2: Wow, that's a tough one.
0: I mean, like listen, listen, looking back at all
2: those different, you know, themes, mm-hmm. Monday Night themes and, and looking at all those clips, it's amazing, uh, you know, through the years how it how it progressed and all the different uh, great moments and that's what it's about, all these great moments. But when I think back to the great moments from Monday Night Raw, I can't help but think of the night Mike Tyson showed up. And it was just an amazing, an amazing moment. Uh, 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 I have a picture someone screenshotted a picture of me getting in between him and Shawn Michaels and sent it to me. And I was like, is this you? Because it was obviously the younger no goatee, a little more, (laughs) a little more up top. Let's put it that way. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that's me. But look at this moment that I was blessed to be a part of in the ring with to witness live and in living color, not just be in the building as a fan. Uh, you know, I, I was a black and white striped shirt fan standing right there going, Oh my God, I'm in the ring with Shawn Michaels and Mike Tyson. This is absolutely incredible.
0: I can only, Oh my gosh, that'd be such a, such a moment. Uh, Justin, how about you? If I first thing you think of, if I say Monday night raw, what's the memory you think of?
1: It's kind of generic, but it goes back to pre-attitude era, pre the the, the real glory time. It goes back to that a couple of years earlier. I think of my childhood of, of when you say Monday Night Raw, I, I hear Vince's voice saying Monday Night Raw, and I, and I hear that theme music. I don't think they played it tonight in the different montages, but I hear that theme music that has that saxophone towards the end. Yeah, and, and the saxophone finishes, and then you hear the siren, the woo 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 woo, and it's not it, it, by no means were those episodes of Raw at the height of, of great programming. They, they they were not. But, again, just the age I was, and it was still the first, you know, uh, three or four years of Raw in this weekly show on a Monday night, again, for me, and I know I'm going to make Jimmy feel old, uh, but for me, again, growing up, and you know, my parents had the TV in the living room, I had to go into their bedroom to use their TV to watch these, you know, that's those are memories I'll never forget. Because it, and it was like, and this was the one night on a school night I got to stay up and watch, and you know, and, and so when I when you say Monday Night Raw, I hear Vince's voice, that gravelly voice, and his showmanship, and I hear that music. Um, that's what I think of, it. and yeah, there's a million moments. The, the Tyson stuff's incredible. The, for those who weren't <laughs> watching live in '98, the Tyson Austin uh, interaction. That made ESPN Sports Center, which at that time in 1998 WWE was never shown on ESPN. Which at the time ESPN was the benchmark of what is trending and popular in sports, and of course mm-hmm. WWE sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. So all the more reason for the predetermined genre, the predetermined sport, to get featured on Sports Center in '98. We're talking. You know, home run battles between McGuire and Sosa. We're talking you know, a lot of things going on. It was huge, and so yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, bringing up that point of that that memory. That's 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 incredible. Um, It's an incredible piece of history that really etched the credibility to Raw in the history of television.
0: I mean, it's it's so interesting. We're all saying. This. By the way, yeah, if you weren't around for those times, I don't know if there's an athlete that's as, uh, at least a combat sports athlete that's been as big as Mike Tyson was during that era sense I mean there's been some big stars but like Mike Tyson was like I, everyone knew Mike Tyson who Mike Tyson was and what he was about and could do a Mike Tyson impression and like and, and he was know, the king
1: and he was the king of pay-per-view
0: yeah yeah, yeah. It, he mm-hmm. was such a, I don't know I mean Conor McGregor was pretty big but I I don't know if, like I, I don't know if my mom knows who Conor McGregor is but my mom knew who Mike Tyson was right you know every uh,
2: everybody knew who Mike Tyson was
0: yeah. Um for me it's very I feel very basic, but uh it's the beer truck and stone cold coming out and spraying everybody down. I I loved it and this the swimming in the beer is the is what made it for me though. That's the best that's mm-hmm. that the very best bit is <laughs> to swim. It, the
2: only the only thing that I remember about the beer truck episode was uh afterwards when we had to do the uh tear
0: down and clean up. Oh, I'm a I bet that stunk. <laughs> uh, I it, was, I it wasn't yeah, fun. you don't want to yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: was it actually beer, Jimmy, or did they gimmick it with something else?
2: Oh, no, that was beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but you know what? I guess, I don't know if it was big enough at the time, but if it wasn't beer, at least in this day and age, everyone would be tweeting, it's not beer. Like, they'd, mm-hmm. you, know, it, you know, they'd be, like, oh, it's water or whatever in the front row. People would be. Mm-hmm. No, it was beer. Um, yeah. But uh, let's. uh <laughs> Good, those are the good, good, good times. We had some good times tonight, though. We uh, we had a tribal court uh, happen. Heyman says that Sammy is conspiring against the bloodline. Heyman presents evidence. Sammy says he's hurt and has no defense. Before Solo can execute Sammy, Jay Uso stops it and shows his own video package. Jay gives a rousing speech, and Roman declares Sammy is not guilty. Sammy is banned from TV until the Rumble, though, where he will get his first, or he'll get his, his true test. And Jay also gives Sammy, and I'm probably going to say this, it's a Ula, Ula Fala, I think is what they call those, the um, things they wear around their neck. Uh, but, hmm. Justin, this was a great segment, but I got to ask you the question that's on everyone's mind. What is Sammy's test at Royal Rumble? Uh,
1: to protect the tribal chief. The entire Rumble match is built around somebody wanting to you know go after the tribal chief and roman reigns and his titles at mania so i i assume it's going to be you know to to, to stop all to, to to basically win the rumble so he essentially can lay down for roman reigns or you know um to try to, to protect you know to either him to win the rumble or for to make sure that somebody in the bloodline you know solo or or jimmy or jay um uh, and it's logical because I mean the rumble from its from its origin to the late eighties dates back to it's every man for themselves. So it is just the perfect test to see where does Sammy's uh, loyalty lie. Um, I, I would go the rumble match. The other option, of course, is is Roman has a title match that night against Sam, against Kevin Owens, so he could try to task Sammy to be out there and stop Kevin Owens from winning. Uh, but I mean, I think the rumble just is a is a natural or maybe it's both um this was this was a tremendous this opening segment I know it, it ended up going along which it did affect things later in the show but mm-hmm. this was wonderful television this this drama, this male soap opera drama, this mafiosa type um, is wonderful and then what a touch of 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 creativity to have Jay pop up and be Sammy's defense attorney mm-hmm. and get him cleared of all charges for now. it's just the drama is wonderful and so many options of what they could do Saturday at Rumble. I can't wait for the three of us to talk about them at whatever they do. And then, oh, by the way, before after Rumble and before we get to Mania, boys, what do we have? We have Elim- one more premium live event. Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Jimmy, where's that event being taken place? In Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Who's from Montreal?
2: Oh, wait. Let me ask Sammy Zayn and uh, some other guy by the name of Kevin Owens, I believe.
1: This is going to be a fascinating next
0: two months. Mm-hmm. This is, you said, this is great TV. I mean, yeah. this is just such good. I, we always talk about long-term story time things. And I think the evidence is then being able to pull these clips from months ago to tell different stories and things like that. And maybe it was retroactive. Maybe like, let's look mm-hmm. for stuff and see if there's anything we can pick apart. But it, it still works. It's still amazing. Uh, this, when Jay saved sammy i popped big time mm-hmm. i was like he saved him yeah it was great i i was so excited about it uh jimmy tell us just your thoughts on this this segment i this this whole thing is just being done beautifully i think
2: when you talk about close to perfection this this story has been awesome and you talk about this again taking a lot of time at the beginning of the show. This is probably one of the longest opening segments we've seen. Yes, we know that the first hour was commercial free, but at the same time, I don't know how long it's been that Raw has gone that long without having an actual match, but nobody's complaining about not getting a match sooner than that because it was such great television. And that little twist, like you said, where Jay comes in to make the save for Sammy and and show the video clips and... Going back a few months and seeing these little things that they showed, like for example, the, the brush by when he brushed by,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: you know, and stuff yeah. like that. It's just incredible that somebody is thinking that far ahead and that detailed for the story to continue to go forward. I am looking forward to this story to continue for a little while longer. Uh, obviously, it has to come to a conclusion at some point, and the logical point sounds like WrestleMania, but as Justin alluded to, there is. Elimination Chamber in Montreal, which could lead to something bigger happening at WrestleMania with uh, all the with some of the participants in this uh, storyline.
0: This uh, this was just such good stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't. I, I they have had me hook, line, and sinker for so long in this in this thing, and everything they do. I'm watching this. There, like, I j- this is just such good TV. Like I, I, mm-hmm. you know, and if if you're one of the people that just reads the results and just reads like what happened, you're missing out because this has been so good every step of the way. Um, Justin, I have a quick question for you. What is Jey Uso's ceiling? Cause I was watching this just to preface it. He checks every box. If I'm, I mean, I think the only two things that kind of prevent me from saying he could be a world champion is that he's got a twin brother that makes him a perfect tag team champion. And he's got a, uh, a Roman Reigns in the family. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh That's a great question. I, I you know, yeah. Twins usually uh, bring about their own ceiling for that because they're twins that they have to remain tandem. Uh But, you know, Brie and Nikki Bella kind of defy that they eventually got to a point where they were able to singularly excel and, 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 and represent themselves. Um So I don't think it's, I don't think there necessarily is a ceiling for for Jay in, in that respect. I think it like I agree with Jimmy. Eventually, you have eventually you have to give conclusion and payoff. You know, the movie can't just go five hours and just never end. You, you eventually have to get to a <laughs> final scene. So, um, I don't know what that is. Is that Sammy ultimately does? You know, he ultimately does defectness with Ko. Is it that? Is it the swerve that? Sammy is more bloodline than Jay and Jay gets whacked to to, to use mafia terminology. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but, but I will. But to, but I, I think it's a good question. I think um there's so many dynamics here that it's possible that there is life beyond mania where Jay is doing something that doesn't mean he's in a tag team with his brother Jimmy that he's I mean, I think I think they have they have worked hard enough and the fans have bought into it that, that is possible whether or not that is the best advice decision we have to see because there's so many moving parts here we, we, we just talked a minute ago about a, how crowded this top title picture can be and maybe it's time to end this 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 bloodline uh you know inner turmoil but i, I don't think there is a, a ceiling and I, and I think that that's a that's a tremendous that speaks volumes to all involved that you could take Jimmy and Jay Uso, who were a tandem, and they look—they've been on. They're, they're veterans. They—they're they, the longest tenure there, right there, alongside mm-hmm. Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Kofi Kingston. I mean, they've been around for so long. So to to finally evolve their characters and in the storyline to where you could potentially split them up—that that's pretty spectacular. Uh, all mm-hmm. things
0: considered. Um, Jimmy, a quick question for you too here. Mm-hmm. They, there was ECW chance during this opening segment mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. As someone who has been in the ring in uh, different cities, as someone who's working, how do you feel when the crowd chants a different brand or something that isn't what you're trying to do? Is it is it like, hey, you're wrestling fans and you're just kind of chanting at your city? Basically, is it disrespectful? Like, what do you think about fans chanting for different people? Yeah, see, I'm
2: I, I, at first I used to get uh, really bothered by it. Especially when I was like, like when I was there and I was working and you'd get the ECW chance or, or whatever, uh, a chance for, from another organization mm-hmm. in the building. And I thought that was, you know, like how, you know, you're here at our show, you paid money to come to see this company and you're chanting for another company. I don't get it. But then as you think about it, you know, more logically and, and, and don't choose sides saying that because I'm getting paid by this side of the fence or whatever, you start saying, well, it's good that they're fans of all types of wrestling because obviously they're a fan of this because they paid to come watch it. Mhm. So, you know, and especially when WWE actually owns the property as well, it's it's not such a big deal anymore.
0: <laughs> right, right. That's that's true too. Uh Superfan twenty two has another question for you, Jimmy. We're gonna go ahead and throw that up on the screen here, uh, Jimmy. What is your opinion of the referee helmet camera that was used many years ago? Did you ever wear one? Fortunately, I never had to wear one, and I'm
2: not a big fan of the the helmet cam. It's just a, you know, it's just another thing that kind of gets in the way and is a distraction in the ring. I think in my opinion, because like I always say, the referee is not there to be a distraction. The referee is there to help the talent tell their story without being a distraction. And if you see this guy with this big black helmet with the thing on top, a running around, or a gal with, you know, um, it's just, I don't know, it's a, it's a little bit too much. And this is coming from the, the referee to first use instant replay in a match. So,
0: <laughs> so you you understand technology, but yeah, I can imagine. just having that. Yeah, that seemed like it was very distracting. Yeah. Uh, but we got to move on with this episode. We've got a lot of stuff to cover here. Uh, Judgment Day versus The Usos happen. Uh, Priest uh, does a lot of the heavy lifting until Finn gets involved and gets sent to the back. Jimmy gets hurt, so Sammy is put into the match. Uh, We get a ton of near falls, and the bloodline retains. Justin, this match had me absolutely glued to my TV. This is probably Mm -hmm. one of the most I can't turn away matches I've seen on a weekly show in a long, long time.
1: Yeah, tremendous match, tremendous stories. Obviously, Bloodline and Judgment Day have been across the past last few weeks, so there's history there. Uh, I mean, God, Sami Zayn, what an hour of Raw he had! I mean, you, you know, you'd really have to go back and look. You, you really are comparing at this point to Stone Cold and The Rock and your elite Mount Rushmore names um, that had threads through multi hours of Raw. Like to like you, that, that's what you're comparing Sami Zayn to right now. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn dominated the first hour of Raw on the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so huge there. Uh, I, I, the whole thing was entertaining. Um, I also made a note, every, every every week it's part of the entrance, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rhea leans in and whispers to, Rhea, Rhea whispers to Dom. One day, many years ahead, when the storyline's all passed, and we get the documentary behind the scenes of one of their careers or Judgment Day or whatever, I can't wait for us to try to find out what Rhea whispers in Dom's ear to try to get him to break and laugh because you know that there's a running joke of her trying to say whether it's you know, overly dirty things or off the wall wacky things or whatever. She is trying to get him to crack, and there's a there's an inside joke there between the two that seem to be uh, working well together as on-screen performers. Uh, I can't wait for us to one day find that out. <laughs> Bookmark this podcast it, one day. Whether it's somebody else or me, I will get that question answered to one or both of them. We will get to the bottom of it.
0: You know, you're right because that's just the way people are. Like, they want to try to get each other to break, and that's why I'd be bad at this because I would laugh every time, probably. <laughs> but, uh, Jimmy, I have a more specific question for you. I wonder mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on referees using the X as a story? Uh, is, it- is mm-hmm. that are you okay with that, or is it does it feel like eh, you're not like what I don't know? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs>
2: It's, it's interesting in, in this situation, it helped because a lot of the fans know that peak behind the for, the curtain, the, you know, the fourth mm-hmm. wall, that putting up the big X um, is a symbol that, Hey, someone is legitimately hurt. So mm-hmm. uh, when he landed, Jimmy did such a great job of selling the knee after the landing uh, that I thought to myself, I said, Ooh, Hmm. And had me thinking. And then when the referee jumped down and, and, you know, flash the X, I went, usually, you know, when they're doing that, they don't have the camera on the referee. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's why I started thinking, hey, maybe this is just an elaborate, you know, and then when they, you know, Adam Pierce came down and all that, that's when I went, oh, okay, here we go. But the one thing I do like to, though, is that they meshed the story that um, Judgment Day got, in the mat, got into this final, uh, allowing a substitution, during the elimination uh, qualifying matches. And, you know, on the flip side, Sami Zayn was allowed to substitute for Jimmy and, and tag with Jay to complete the match. But again, to your point, using the X, it's it's kind of like, you know, how sparingly do you use it? They haven't used it in a long time. I remember mm-hmm. using it at WrestleMania 23. Yeah. when With uh, Ric Flair taking that big bump in that, The six-way ladder match and stuff, but uh, you know, as long as it's again, it's one of those things where, depending on the situation, I don't mind it, but don't, don't use it too much.
1: Jimmy, wasn't there a period of time where the X became so known to the fans, the fourth wall was broken? Mm -hmm. Like, didn't eventually they have to switch it to just like an arm going up or things like that? I mean, because like I I seem to remember they like overused the X after a while, and fans caught on to that being the secret language.
2: Right. Yeah. I, again, again, goes back to that if, when you use something too often, then fans trying to, Oh, here we go again. You know, mm-hmm. here's an, yeah. So there, there was that edict that, okay, we got to stop doing this because every, you know, people figured it out and now that they figured it out, we'll do it so that they know that that they think that it's a legit injury. And then you do it too often. And it's like, okay, guys, we got to cut this out. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it it got to be too much. It really did. And and especially now because, uh, am I giving away a little bit too much again? Uh, we always had the IFBs where we could hear somebody talking to us, but now they have, they can talk back.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Referees can talk back. So if you want to tell them that somebody's injured, you can actually tell them, Hey, so-and-so is injured. They can't go.
0: The way you said that again, I can't imagine anyone talking back to Vince. He's not there. Well, he's not there, right? Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. Talk back to Triple H. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh But yeah, I was, I was, I was in it hook. I I was, I thought I was, I was literally like, Oh no, this is horrible. Not, Mm -hmm. not now after everything. But then once Pierce was on the microphone, I was like, okay, this isn't because at first I thought even Pierce coming out was like, let's save this. Let's try to do something, whatever. But then once he got on the microphone, I was like, Oh, this is, In your busy day-to-day life, the last thing you should need to worry about is home security. That's why I use the Eufy Video Lock. The Eufy Video Lock is a 3-in-1 smart lock, 2K camera, and doorbell that's three functions to triple your security in one device that's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. And it's not just for security, it's also convenient. With keyless entry, fingerprints unlock the door in less than a second. You can also assign passwords to your family members and see them coming and going with the integrated camera. See who's at your door anytime with the enhanced night vision 2K clear sight and two-way audio. Unlike other brands, The Eufy Video Lock has no monthly fee. It also has an 18-month warranty and customer support on standby 24-7. I love this lock when I'm far from home or receiving a package and I'm laying on the couch and don't feel like getting up. For more information, search for Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can get complete control of your door. (laughs) But it was good. I liked it. Still into it. Still okay with it. Um, Great. The, intro. As we move on, we'll, we'll, I'm going to combine all the uh, the poker playing that happened. JBL and Corbin went to a poker game. Godfather wasn't letting him in. Farouk eventually takes the payoff and lets him in. Uh, they play the Alpha Academy, DDP, and Medusa. Corbin beats the Million Dollar Man, and IRS collects his taxes. Uh Jimmy, I think we, we've said they, they rely on the poker room bit a bit too much, a bit too easy, but this, I don't know. It's this, this is a nice way to get a bunch of legends in, right?
2: It is a nice way to get a bunch of legends in, but it, there has to be a better way. When you're talking 30th anniversary Raw, you know, th- th- at least do a segment where you acknowledge them on the stage, in front of the audience, where the live audience gets to see them all. Uh, and maybe they did do that after the show. I'm pretty sure they probably brought everybody out to, to let the live crowd you know, pay their respects, but let's do that for the television crowd as well. I think a lot of people tuned in to see the superstars uh, of the past, the, the legends and icons mm-hmm. and, and do a little bit more than, you know, go all in.
0: Yeah. There is a difference when you're there, when they come out as opposed to just seeing them on the screen, but mm-hmm. yeah, but Justin, they could, I mean, and it's very easy for me to, you know, come up with all of these ideas when I don't have to actually produce any of this, but I mean, there's a they could be walking around backstage and bump into each other and things like that. Right. I mean, it feels like it's always a poker game.
1: Well, never mind the poker game. It's it's it, Jimmy's point. It's I know you're playing to your worldwide audience. I know you're playing to the millions at home. So that's that is more important than the 16,000, which is a great house these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that's more important, but I, I kind of agree. And, and probably it, it, it's probably time as nothing else, because, again, we saw that they really ran tight on time. Things go along, whatever. And, of course, when we get to the main event, they, they were really rushing to get out. So it's probably a time thing. It's, it's, it's control things, do pre tapes. I get it. I get it from a live standpoint. That is the easier way to go about it. But I but I, I agree. I can't it, it so much of going to a wrestling show. Yeah, you want to see the match and what have you, but you want to just hear the music. You want to see the entrance. You want to see the ballyhoo. So, I agree. You know, carve out five minutes where you could, you know, just bring out legendary characters and see. So here's the Godfather, and you hear that that and here comes the Godfather out doing his stuff. You don't necessarily need the hose. I know 2023, 20, maybe that doesn't <laughs> tra- that doesn't age quite as well, but you know, have him out there and hear. Million Dollar Man's iconic laugh and his music here. You know, I I agree. There's merit for the live crowd both to experience that. And then, again, just for those at home, I would have loved to hear all those theme musics and and see them make their entrance and do their poses and do their sticks. And then maybe there's a big gotcha at the end where... You know, I, I, uh, you know, Mustafa Ali shows up and is 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 mad, or, or the Miz shows up and is mad that he's not, you know, whatever. And then somebody you know makes him eat pie or whatever. Like, I, I do think get more of them out in front of the live crowd. I do think it, it it resonates better. But I understand you already have the number of segments they have to do live in the ring. Let's try to do these things that we can tape earlier in the day and get it packaged and and trimmed up. I get it. It's 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 live TV, but I I I think that there's Definitely an argument to be made that man, when you can put them out there in front of the live crowd, play the music, it, it just it just it it resonates uh and hits a whole different nostalgia button.
0: That intro to the Godfather's music is underrated mm-hmm. top, yeah. I think. That little yeah. Kid, like, mm-hmm. yeah, so good. Uh, we got a quick super chat as well from Terry Allen Jr. about raw moments. Mark Henry's retirement trick was memorable. Was oh. that why do I think that was SmackDown? This is why I'd be bad at wrestling trivia. Yeah. But uh, in any case, that was a really good one too.
1: Yeah, they didn't show that. They showed him uh, it, May Young's yeah.
0: relationship. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course. Mark Henry's not not ever living that. Uh,
2: one or I'm su- I'm surprised they didn't show the birth of the hand.
0: <laughs> I hear the hands wrestling now. Um, <laughs> we got a uh, we got L. It's, and- it's tag team
1: partners <laughs> with uh, Alston's head. Yes.
0: We, uh, we got L.A. Knight coming out. and in Tyler. hand. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, this show's going off the rails. We've yeah. got uh, uh, L.A. Knight calls out a legend, and the American badass is who he gets. Uh, L.A. Knight continues to talk crap, and then Bray comes out. L.A. Knight's about to get chokeslammed, but instead he gets a sister, Abigail, and then Taker whispers to Bray. Justin, what did he say?
1: <laughs> how oozy are you <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah it's a great question um, th- th- look this was I mean it was fun it was what it was I, I'll say this you know I was um, like I said earlier I was at Raw 25 five years ago and I was glad we got the dead man taker out there in the Manhattan Center he was in the main event of the very first Raw at Manhattan Center but five years later he's retired he's done the Hall of Fame speech he does the 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 dead man one man show tours around uh, around the world when they do these big premium love events where essentially he is more Mark Calloway he is more the man and 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 anybody who knows Taker and Jimmy knows him so he can speak the most here the American badass was uh the, the the most accurate depiction of Mark Calloway the man while still using Undertaker as the the name so I in a way I'm okay you know we've seen a lot of takers comeback uh, nostalgia show so it was a little swerve the gong the gong the gong and then hit, hit the kid rock and he's out there at the bike and it kind of fits because again that's the taker you're getting as he's doing these one-man shows and he's talking more uh, about his career uh so I, I was fine with it it was, it was a swerve it, it was what it was it was cool to see him out there and then but he still you know lets his dark side you know mm-hmm. meet with bray wyatt's dark side so it's fine i i think mm-hmm. I, don't overthink it Mm-hmm. Um, I think what the segment kind of proved, though, as we preview Roy Rumble, is that, again, LA Knight has a pitch-black match that's that's powered by Mountain Dew uh, against Bray Wyatt. <laughs> uh, Bray Wyatt just needs an opponent, so LA Knight is that, but the real conflict in that match is going to be Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy and whatever mm-hmm. other spirit, because they, they basically just—they didn't bury LA Knight, but, I mean, LA Knight just got— hit with a sister abigail that's that so Mm -hmm. don't expect me to put money down that la Knight's going to be getting any victory this this saturday this he that that that's what i took away from this is takers was fun cool moment with he and bray uh this saturday it's all about bray Wyatt's inner struggle
0: yeah if mountain dew is powering it why is it pitch black shouldn't be powered it's not powering anything all the lights are off Mm -hmm. anyway so jimmy this uh, this uh this segment uh I I love nostalgia, so I popped twice for the Undertaker because I heard both of his songs. Uh, but I I was chatting with a pal on a text, and I was saying that this episode was all layups, but they all went in. Like this was just mm-hmm. a, a very simple layup kind of thing to do with Undertaker there, and the point scored. I thought it, I agree with Justin. I think it was great. What What about you?
2: No, I enjoyed it very much. And I, and when I heard the gong, I said, oh, that's kind of cool that they're going back to the old taker. And then when the American badass stuff and he came out on the bike, I went, OK, this is really cool. And I was curious to see how they were going to interact with L- how he was going to interact with L.A. Knight and how Bray Wyatt, if he if he was going to be involved in this segment at all. And of course, he was. We saw that he was when, you know, L.A. Knight did the right thing and bail out mm-hmm. of the ring from The Undertaker. And he ran into the lantern. And 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 like you said, Justin, when he slid back into the ring, he got goozled by the dead man. And instead of choke slamming him, he gave him to Bray Wyatt for the sister, Abigail. And then, as you said, he passed by, whispered something and gave the ring to Bray Wyatt. They like pass. It, it almost felt like a passing of the torch, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, and we'll see what happens on, on Saturday, like you said, at, at the Royal Rumble. But that did feel like, you know, you talk about the legends elevating the talent of today. And I think he got a hell of an endorsement from one of the best ever. And and was Br- some- Bray Wyatt got that, yeah, so to speak. And, and there
1: was something cool about the fact that Taker didn't speak one word on the mic. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to. True. No. He didn't need to. His actions, yes. like Jimmy said, it just the pass of the torch here you go i could hit my finish you hit your finish uh, and then and then privately the only word spoken nobody could hear so so like like a pass of the torch like like he just conveyed some dark side secrets to bray wyatt and said this is your show now this yeah. is your company i'm i'm, I'm off so there's a lot there's a, we could get really meta into it if we wanted to there, there's a lot that i think was um fun to take away from this and, yes uh
0: yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but uh, I was looking at his lips. And I think what Taker said was, if these people want to hear me talk, they can buy a ticket to my show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... And you no, right,
1: damn yeah. and he damn well know the next show that he's, I don't I, I assume maybe he's doing one this week in San Antonio for Rumble. I don't know for sure, but you, yeah. you know, whatever the next one of these shows he's
0: doing, somebody in the audience is going to ask. So he better have an answer ready for what mm-hmm. did you say to Bray? Yes. Right. Uh, but Justin, real quick to your point as well. La Knight's a star. I mean, even him talking down the Undertaker, I was like, "You belong right there." Like, yeah, you're right there with yeah.
1: him. Yeah, no, and and, and that's kind of cool too. La Knight. Well, La Knight is ultimately going to be the kind of the, like he's not the focus of Saturday. He's going to lose the match, and, and and this is again all focused on Bray and Uncle Howdy and what have you. La Knight. Yeah, he, um, he, you know, he did not feel like he was being trumped verbally by the presence Mm -hmm. of these guys. He still was trying to be a smart ass. He was still trying to do his, uh, his shtick and, and, and and that's, that's succeeding. yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's the most you can do in that situation. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: So uh, speaking about most you can do in a situation, we got Bailey versus Becky in a steel cage match. Uh, Damage control enters the cage right away and goes to work. Match never really starts as Pierce comes out and calls the whole thing off. Uh, Justin, I don't, I don't like to call people out here, but I think Cody would have finished the match.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think this
0: was,
1: (laughs) I think this was legit. A, um, again, a live TV thing of if if the first hour went long, um, you know, they felt this is where we got to shorten some things up and this is how we can do it. You know, again, they're calling audibles on the fly trying to just, you know, I think that's what this was. Um, i i can get picky about it as we get later you know we saw a women's segment later with you know charlotte and, and bianca and sonya and maybe that went longer than it. it should I, I, whatever i i don't know all the all the details of, of trying to get through this but i think i don't i don't think they advertised this cage match with the intent for this to be what it was i think this was a product of the situation they were in so
0: yeah probably a situation of and again i don't know i'm just yeah. guessing here with you but maybe a situation of we would rather just kind of cut it and then have them do it right later than have this match Mm -hmm. as a blow off that ends in five minutes.
1: Well, and it's a cage match. It's a cage. Yeah, exactly. It's a cage match. So you better not to start it at all
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and try to get some heat on the peels and some sympathy on the baby face versus, okay, everybody, we're going to do a four-minute cage match. Like,
2: what? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I I get that, but at the same time, you go through all this trouble and you advertise this thing for it. You have a special 30th anniversary Raw and you're advertising a women's steel cage match that hasn't been one on Raw in 19 years. Mm. You, sh- you, you do need to, in my opinion, you need to deliver that match. And yes, I get it. They were up against it with the segments running long and they were up against the clock and that sort of thing. But at the same time, yeah, this is one of the things you advertise. You got to give it to them, and in, in my opinion, and and yes, things change on the fly, but you could have changed something further down in the show.
1: Yeah, but uh, Jimmy, here's uh, I'm going to disagree with you, Jimmy. Okay, I'm going to disagree for this reason. This is the if we I think, but if my notes are accurate, this is the la- this is the only match from at this point on the rest of the night. Every match has some segue of a legend or a hall of famer mm-hmm. i i agree i when i later watched the sonia bianca charlotte thing it, it was way too long and somewhat of a waste but it was rick to get his daughter out there right right so i i guess what i'm saying is i i agree to, to i i understand that but it's like let's cut this because we're not gonna we're not, you know we didn't just fly Rick here for the 30th we're not gonna just tell him he's not going out there um, we're not gonna cut the whole DX thing and all that, right. that comes to it so I, I think it was just a case of it's kind of like what Jack said let's just scrap it and we'll do it better later um, also it's earlier on the show so right. it's I think the philosophy is okay we're not gonna have the girls go out there and do 15 minutes in this cage and then hope that we can trim time in the in the last hour when Obviously, as we saw, they still were butting up against time problems at the end. So it, it sucks all around. I get and I get it. They advertise this match, all that stuff, but I understand this is this this is a match that has no legends involvement. Um, just 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 really trim it.
2: There's also there's also an, uh, uh, an argument to be made that uh, why was this a cage match? It almost felt like uh, did it need to be a cage match with these two so soon. Fair yeah, was it? Was, it mm-hmm. was there a reason for it other than it was a thirtieth anniversary RAW?
1: Fair, yeah.
0: yeah. Let's
2: let,
1: let's add a gimmick match to to yeah. heighten the the card of yeah. I that that's a very fair point too.
0: There's a part of me too that look if we got the actual match, I would've been happier. But there's also a part of me that feels like I kind of like seeing Becky look more like an underdog and fighting from underneath. I it, I feel like sometimes she's like overpowered as the good guy. You know, it's kind of like when you watch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Root for Superman as much as I root for the littler guy that's fighting the bigger guy. You know what I mean? And she's mm-hmm. been kind of Superman lately. I, I kind of it was kind of nice to see her take the loss so that she can now overcome it later in some way. I guess.
2: I, I see those
0: that's, points, but those those. For... That's my little silver yeah. lining. I'm, I'm trying to find a silver line in here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a, I know I get it, but it, but it's you know what? It's okay to disagree because everybody you know
0: yep. can always see eye to eye. Let's put it that but, way um but we get a uh dx reunion with kurt angle uh they're doing their thing when out comes imperium no one wants to fight gunther until rollins comes out followed by the street profits and then we get a tag team match playa with the good guys getting the win uh this was uh this jimmy this segment was just fun i i loved it what was your thoughts that's what it's supposed to be. It was supposed to be fun,
2: and look at the guys you got in the ring. And you, you never know what you're gonna get when you get DX in the ring, and you got Kurt Angle out there with him. You know, obviously he's a, uh, playing the part of Billy Gunn. Will be what? You know, kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of, sort of thing. But it was, and and the thing I liked again too is the legends. Uh, DX put over Gunther huge. Mm-hmm. They put the current talent over huge. They could have been. They could have made it a. You know, like a. Like they didn't care, but nobody wanted to face him. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody. You know, Hunter's like, I'm retired. You know, <laughs> I'm too old. And, and, and then, you know, I love Road Dog coming up and just, I'm fighting this guy. Butterbean,
1: and, you know, Call him Butterbean.
2: He called him Butterbean, which is <laughs> tremendous. You know, so and they did a great job of getting Gunther and Imperium and these young guys over.
1: Yeah mm-hmm. this this segment this segment might, might be the biggest story of the night. Uh, first off, Dax Harwood has got a podcast, and Dax uh, kind of revealed about how at Raw 25, how if you remember DX uh, and the Bullet Club and all and all all the two sweet posse, they all just, you know, everybody hit their finisher on FTR, mm-hmm. and then according to Dax, gets to the curtain and he doesn't get uh, thank yous from everybody, most notably Road Dog. So now you fast forward to this segment, and you're like, okay, is Imperium? getting ready to get buried by the nostalgia act they did not triple h triple f and h stepped up like he was gonna go nose and nose with gunther like he was getting ready to start the feud for wrestlemania and then goes huh, i'm retired i ain't messing with this guy no. <laughs> and the rest of them all retreated Shawn michaels they all retreat and, and they they lead way for current stars and seth rollins and 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 the street profits mm-hmm. this segment is the segment that i i want to shout to everybody watching right now mm-hmm. there's a lot of controversy a lot of news headlines a lot of whatever going on in the boardroom a lot of concern about is vince gonna get back in charge of creative blah 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 blah, blah, blah. i can't predict the future i don't know but i can tell you again tonight for raw 30th anniversary. Vince was not there in person. I can tell you that for a fact, and I can tell you, based upon this segment, this was Triple H's show that he booked. He booked it as such. DX is going to come out there and make people laugh and have some fun, along with Kurt Angle. But I'm going to bring out... Teddy Long. And Teddy Long. And I'm going to bring out Imperium. I'm going to bring out a guy in Gunther, who his name was changed by Vince. I'm going to bring this guy out and his group... And I'm gonna make them as best as I can without bumping, which means I'm going to back down from them in comic DX performance, but still back down. And we're all gonna back down and we're gonna try to find current stars that could step up. And then even still, Gunther did not eat the pin, which of course he should have not, and he did not, he did not. Mm-hmm. But if you have any doubts about right now, at least as of tonight, or yesterday, according to our time now, uh yeah. Yeah. Th- th- this shows you triple H booked this show and he mm-hmm. booked for the future.
0: Right. And styles. Yes. Booking ain't easy. Yes. Uh, Killer styles. Yes. Uh, or yeah. Killer styles right here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's uh, um, and, and to the point we made earlier about the poker room, like Teddy Long was a perfect example and Kurt Angle was a perfect example of a way you get people to come out without mm-hmm. taking up a bunch of time and i just add them in because they added so much to this segment too like right. kurt angle i love kurt he always looks just so happy to be there mm-hmm. yeah, every time like when he was yeah. with the shield with this time he actually he looks like he has a grin on his face like i would have if i got to be with trip with uh dx for the night you know mm-hmm. i'd be like, hey i'm the billy gun of the group this is right. cool uh and then just super fun and yeah everyone looked like a million bucks and Mm -hmm. seth rollins i think we can all say is a full-blown good guy at this point um seth rollins and the street profits is sounds like the name of a band from the 70s -hmm. that is awesome but but let's let's move on here we do get a um rick flair sighting with Mm -hmm. uh he comes out and introduces his daughter charlotte flair she talks about Uh, the women's division and then Bianca Belair comes out and it looks like they are about to uh, go at it. But then Sonya Deville comes out and Bianca takes care of her. She talks some trash to Alexa bliss. And then Alexa bliss says, I don't need uncle howdy. You're going to find that out at Royal rumble, Jimmy. uh, Again, this felt a little bit like we're getting some legends out there, but we're also doing some quick work as well. Some quick business.
2: Exactly. And and was there a seed planted? Obviously, having Charlotte out there with Bianca Belair and, you know, kind of uh, offhandedly calling each other champ and champ. Is there, a, a you know, a thought in the process of maybe we could unify the women's championship as well, kind of like we did with the men's? Uh, in In one sense, I hope they don't with the women's division only because they don't have the secondary titles like the men's division does with like the IC title in the United States mm-hmm. Championship, which can, you know, represent each brand. So uh I hope they do stay separate, but at the same time, uh, you know, you have two women out there that are really, really doing it for for representing their championships well. And and the fact that uh Rick put his daughter over huge, saying mm-hmm. wanting his daughter to surpass his greatness
0: and, and and the amount of titles he won, that's just
2: you know,
0: doesn't get better than that.
2: Let's put it that way. Uh,
0: yeah, Justin, this was, um, to, to Jimmy's point, uh, I, I want your thoughts on this, but also the idea of a unified women's championship. I like it when there's one champion, because I this segment to me, actually, I felt it with both of them in there saying, I'm the champion. I was like, well, if there's two champions, neither of you are a champion. There's got to be one. But that said, that there should be a secondary title I don't know where I'm going with this, Justin. What do you think mm-hmm. of this shot? I, this this spot? I just I kind of agree with Jimmy. I kind of like the idea of one champion.
1: Yeah, no, I'm conflicted. I, I agree. I, I like one champion. You know, having seen Roman hold both these titles for so long. It's kind of like, oh, that there's there is a beauty to this guy that has. Uh, he's just the singular world champion. But like you said, you have the U.S. and I.C. titles, so it's it's given uh, it's it's given an anchor to Raw and SmackDown, respectively. Uh, the women's division doesn't have that they've never had secondary titles you know so um uh, it's tough i agree i i, I first off I, I know again the point was to get rick out there and what have you and and, and, and introduce charlotte um i think this whole thing could have been shorter could it, it evolved into multi segments um i would like to see there just be one women's world title and then just try to have other stories that mean things that don't necessarily have to be revolved around titles and what is becoming a very deep women's division that, that, that they have on the roster. Um, but I, I don't, I don't see them going that route. I, I, and again, that might also come back to the state of the company, which is, you know, Raw's on USA, SmackDown's on Fox. Uh, you have to, be able to deliver to the executives above that Hey, there's a world champion. There is a female world champion on both shows. So at least how things are now, that's, that's what it's going to remain for better or for worst. Maybe in a year from now or two years from now, after a sale happens or a merger happens or what have you, if WB is all under one umbrella, maybe a different situation where you can get away with one women's world champion and then start to develop secondary titles, but where they're at right now, just it's just not going to be
0: yeah uh, Cody Rhodes has another video and he says nothing will stop him from winning the Royal Rumble Justin with the news that maybe the Brock will not be available for WrestleMania does that make Cody the number one odds-on favorite
1: I think he's I think he's in that conversation no matter what mm-hmm. because he even again Roman Reigns has a title match separate from the Rumble uh, against Kevin Owens so even if you think the Rock still involved, um, the Rock can maybe appear and 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 be a part of that finish with with his match against KO. So, I think no matter what, the moment that Cody Rhodes said I'm coming back for the Rumble wow, was the last week. He's immediately there in the top odds getters of, of a Rumble winner. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, he he's there. He he's in the conversation no matter what. And then yeah, two world titles, two nights of Mania. You know, he's there yep. no matter
0: what. Jimmy is uh Cody Rhodes has to be one of the most like favorites to win it. Yeah. I think people would be happy at the same mm-hmm. time that we've had in a very long time. Usually fans rebel against the, the favorite, but I feel like Cody is one of the few favorites that we're like, yes, we want him to win.
2: Yeah. I see. I think the fans gravitating towards uh Cody a lot. They're really buying into him. He is drawing them in and he, they are on board. Especially with this story, you know, a lot of people are very impressed that he went through that uh, that that match with Seth Rollins and finished it uh, under the circumstances he did. And now his rehab and getting back to where he is. And I know a lot of people complained that he announced that he, he should have been safe for a surprise, but I'm sure we're going to get some surprises at the Rumble. So don't, don't worry about it. Cody is a big star now, and and. Adver- announcing it ahead of time is a big help and the video it just the videos of him are just amazing and the little things like the music that they use born for this i was born for mm-hmm. this you know and stuff like that and the little things that he says like uh, he needs to breathe again and this yeah. is how he breathes yeah. you know it's just those little things again that matter so much and add so much to his uh, presentation and in getting the uh, audience invested in him
1: And off that point with Jimmy, you know, I look, I think it's a big deal to have him advertise for rumble, but I'm a a believer that maybe it's a bigger deal that Cody comes back. Maybe, I mean, maybe he draws number one or something and he goes crazy distance, but he comes up that short. Maybe it's an even bigger deal that Cody comes back after that gruesome injury goes almost the distance at rumble doesn't win it. And then he has to go through elimination chamber. It makes that heroic story that much more that he has that many more levels and layers to go through. Um, so I mean, I'm, i I, you know, he's a he's a he's a heavy odds favorite, but I don't think he's a lock. I still think there's an argument argument to be made that he comes up short. Whether Sami Zayn, who needs to prove his worth to the Bloodline, gets him out of there or whatever. And a Stone Cold or a Rock or a Brock Lesnar or somebody else wins, and then Cody goes, okay, well there's still another title. I'm going to Chamber and I'm fighting. Like mm-hmm. I, there, again, that's that, that's what's great about going into the Saturday is there are so many different avenues creatively that they could go down, and that is a that is a, that is that is huge compared to where we were last year. Compared to where we were last year, where it was so pigeonholed, and Brock just showed up and he won it, and it was like, good God, we're doing this again.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a real refreshing situation could you imagine we get sammy number one and and roman says he has to win it and then cody number two comes out and then uh we get like the final four sammy cody seth rollins and then like stone cold Mm -hmm. assuming the rock's not involved wow And you like, oh my god i want all of them to win i don't know something like that just
1: Guys, our Saturday yeah. night is going to be lit. It is going to be a yeah. fun Saturday. It,
2: the possibilities are there, yeah. and, and the anticipation for it is there. You know, the, you, you talk about, uh, you know, looking forward to a rumble. I, I it's been a long time since I've looked forward to a rumble match like this in a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got um, a couple qu- uh, comments here. Uh, Mick Cloud saying, "Here, take my money for that fantasy booking. Thank you. Mm. Uh, appreciate it." And then Mark Bay's with a question about Alexa saying all of this work they're putting into Alexa. Do you think, do you guys think she'll go over at the rumble? Hmm. It's a, it's yeah. tricky. I, I want to get your guys' thoughts, but it's, it's so tricky because it feels like, at least to me, Ripley, Bianca is the big money WrestleMania match. Uh, but I, but it does feel like they're doing a lot with Alexa for her to just, Actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my bold prediction out here now. Bliss is not gonna win because she has yeah. other stuff she can go do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just lose, she can lose and be like, "But Uncle, how he cost me?" Or something. I don't know. Something like that's gonna happen.
2: Yeah, there's, again, said. there's there's options there. Again, I don't think Alexa Bliss needs it. Uh, I I agree with you. I think the the money match, so to speak, in the in that uh, Raw Women's Division is Rhea Ripley versus Bianca right now because Rhea is just, you know. She's a star.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Let's put it
2: that way. And 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 that's the match that should be happening at WrestleMania for the title.
1: Yeah. I I mean Alexa her match, uh, Rumble is in my mind tied into Brays versus LA Knights. It's it's whatever the connection for all this is. Um so I I don't see Alexa winning Rumble. Uh to me, this is Rhea Ripple this is Rhea's rumble to lose. Mm -hmm. She is just at the peak of her game. And so that's, that, that to me, that's, that's her rumble to lose.
0: Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's just beyond, I feel like she's grown beyond like she could do anything and you're like, this is, yeah, she, she's incredible. Uh, we got a quick segment with the Miz uh, Maddie's not getting missed TV on the 30th anniversary, <laughs> even though he kind of technically is, cause he's out there uh, yeah. then KO stuns him and just cuts a quick promo. Not really a whole much to this, but uh, just let you go first. Any thoughts on this part?
1: No, it was a necessity. I mean, look, it's, it's Raw 30. We got to have the Miz featured for a minute. The Miz, I mean, the guy, the Miz. Mm-hmm. Miz has got a Hall of Fame package waiting for him somewhere in the future. So, let him be featured. And and then oh my god, the guy who's challenging your tribal chief world champion in 5 days.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he should have a moment to shine and have a quick promo. that's mm-hmm. uh, that's that, that, that's what this was. Uh it, it was well done. Again, mm-hmm. Going back to where Jimmy and I were debating earlier, disagreeing about time management and what you cut or what you don't, I say, yeah, cut the cage match to what they ended up doing because again, you had you had legends involved and all the other stuff, and then you have this. You're not gonna say, Oh, we're not gonna give KO his promo. No, you need to. KO has to come out and stun and cut the promo. He's fighting Roman freaking reigns in five days. So it's just you had to do it, and and it was it was it was fine. It was it was the thing to do. Could they have done more chaos? Sure. But they got them on and yeah. and and good.
2: Yeah. And the one thing I did like about this segment too was uh, they kept it tight, which they needed to do because of uh, the time constraints, it appears. But at the same time, Kevin Owens, when he cut his promo, didn't guarantee a victory. He came mm-hmm. out, he said he's going to do his best to beat Roman Reigns for that title, which he... Uh, what were the words he said? He said that, uh, you know, he's held the host, the title hostage for over two years now or, or something along those lines. But uh, he didn't guarantee a win. He just guaranteed that he's going to give it all he has. You and, know, and that's interesting language. Let's put it that way.
0: I got to take O.K.O. KO to task here though. Roman Reigns isn't keeping a hostage. I mean, he's defended against just about everybody in the WWE. It's not like he's hiding. I mean, he's, He's beaten just about everybody. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, well, I, 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 I don't but, know. I don't know. I, Ko.
1: But I think that I think the terminology of using it of saying Hostage starts to unfold the story of Romans going to have to defend both knights of mania
2: hmm. of
1: you're not just going to you are going to defend. You have two straps on your shoulder shoulders.
0: Both straps are going to be accounted for at mania. Hmm.
1: I think that's the start of this here.
0: Hmm. Maybe. Interesting. maybe they're already teasing that with the tag title so it wouldn't be super shocking um we get to the main event here austin theory versus bobby lashley uh two parts of the story here besides the the actual match one is that lashley turns down help from the hurt business before the match and two brock lesnar shows up and f5s both of them theory retains But, fellas, I think we've all been eyeing a Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar rematch, and I think that's what we're going to get. Jimmy, take
2: Mm -hmm. it away. No, I think that's definitely what we're going to get. And I will say this, despite the fact that people think that the finish was rushed a little bit, and maybe it was in this match, uh, they still got enough time in to tell a story in this match, and I like the finish. I like the fact that, you know, he f 5 Bobby, but he also f 5 Austin Theory onto Bobby. So it was kind of like, you know, he's not choosing sides here except for the fact that he wants to see Bobby lose for obvious reasons uh, that they have an issue right now because Bobby wants to fight Mm -hmm. Lesnar. So this just adds a little more fuel to the fire. And I'm, you know, these are two big guys that can go, yeah. And now, now, now I'm looking forward to to a Bobby versus uh, Brock match. And do you put a stipulation on it? Do you put it like a no holds barred, or do you put it in a, um, a fight pit pit match? I, that's what I was thinking. With a uh, you know special guest referee Ken Shamrock or something like that.
0: Ooh. How come Ken Shamrock's never on these legend shows? By the way, he's a great legend, and he's around. Hmm. Good question.
2: Wish I had an answer for you, <laughs> Ken.
0: Why aren't you at these shows, yeah. Ken? I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, it's probably he's probably like H Triple H doesn't call me. What do you want me to do about mm-hmm. it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was a huge Ken Shamrock fan back in the day. Anyways, I digress. Uh, Justin Lavar, you know what I was thinking watching this? I remember things you were saying the other week where you were talking about leaving things open so that they can do things as necessary, and I'm thinking this whole hurt business thing. Is because they're waiting to see how the crowd reacts to Brock and trying to figure out what position they want Lashley to be in,
1: uh, which is a very fair assessment. Because look, you know, Bobby and Brock is not original; it's not new, so you don't necessarily know how the crowd is going to react. You know, Brock gets certain nostalgia, return pops, but then he also gets certain uh, "been there, done that" retread. Uh, you know, heat. Uh, some of it depends on the city, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe keeping the hurt business as the as the, as the audible, if needed, is part of it. Because if you tell me we're gonna have a Brock versus Bobby match, I, I don't know necessarily how the, where the crowd is gonna vibe, who they are gonna be inclined to cheer for. Um, we've seen them have a match, and then yeah, do we try to put them in a more you know UFC shoot file shoot style? Um, type of I I don't know so I I get having Brock come back and and, and what have you I I don't know what the plan is Is and I also wonder tonight's go home Raw 30 also felt like okay we're not going to blow all of our surprise load you know we want to save things for Rumble Uh, does that mean that because we got Brock tonight Brock is not going to show up in the 30 man Rumble if he doesn't, that's a breath of fresh air because he has been kind of a go-to for the creative in the last couple of years for that, so I'm okay with that, but uh, these are all just questions that we ponder, and again, we'll talk Saturday night. It's going to be a fascinating podcast um, uh, of where are they sitting at with their options um, as it relates to Brock and these other you know marquee names.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I'm so excited for the Rumble. I say it every year, but this is like one of the most excited I've been For the Royal Rumble in such a long Time and what well, yeah I mean The fact yeah. that it's uh, Jack uh,
1: The fact that hey, it's the, fir- the fact that This is the first rumble And mm-hmm. in, th- in 30 years that in theory As best as we know Is not going to be booked By Vince Right mm-hmm. I mean that, that's intriguing mm-hmm. Yeah that that is intriguing um, that, mm-hmm. that, that that Any which way around that is intriguing it is.
0: And there's so many things set up so well. This is going to be such a fun. Uh, I can't wait for Saturday just so I can finally start saying it's mania season. It's road to, road to WrestleMania. It, We're on. You can it, say it's mania it's season since Survivor <laughs> Series.
2: Yeah. It's, it's
0: sign pointing season. I'm halfway yeah. down the road, guys. You got to catch up to me. What if there's no sign? What if they don't point to the sign? Oh, how could you not have the sign? Some you gotta point No, to
1: the Maybe sign. they have the sign.
0: What if they don't point to the sign? Oh, that's a good point. It's a new uh it's a it's a, a good era. point
1: that you don't point to the sign,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Oh
1: <laughs> well, never mind. Oh, yeah. my,
0: so excited. Well, we've run long. I know it's late where you guys are at. Uh oh. final thoughts. I I love this episode, it was fun, it was I enjoyed it. You know what? I'm sure there's things with timing and stuff we could get into. But overall, I felt joy while I was watching it. So I give it a good, good rating. Uh, What do you guys think? And let's go ahead and answer Bigfoot sneakerhead question. Do you think Jay White will show up at the Royal Rumble? Justin, overall thoughts on the show? And what about Jay White at the Royal Rumble?
1: Show's exciting. If you uh, uh, compare it to your week to week Mondays, obviously it blows most of your Mondays out the water because you, you have all the names you have. Um, compared to your other nostalgia shows, eh, you can start to debate. But I think it was fun. I think you know, it, you know, I think it was fun. Um, uh, Jay White, he might end up in NXT or WWE inevitably sometime soon. I I, I just. I- Three, two, one. I just don't know if you're relying on enough people to know certain other people, like a J. White. That doesn't mean that he's not. That the, I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's not worthy. I'm just saying mm-hmm. three, two, one. Is that is his name on the on the Tron? Is his name on the screen? And his music going to evoke the reaction you want? And and I, I tend to say no, it's not.
0: And yeah, to, and to put that in perspective, I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura went through NXT, uh, yeah. you know, Samoa Joe went through NXT, Finn Balor went through NXT. So that's not shot at Jay White. I mean, that's a pretty common thing. I think the only one who ever really skipped it was AJ, AJ Styles, smiles. but even yeah. he had a pretty good following from his time and impact.
1: Um, right. AJ Styles was a bigger deal when he showed up at WWE mm-hmm. than yeah. Jay White
0: is. Right. But, which is which is not slander to Jay White. AJ yeah. Styles is a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but what, what about you, Jimmy? What are the odds we see Jay White at the Royal Rumble? And what did you mm-hmm. think of the show?
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with Justin on this one. I don't see him showing up at the Rumble because I don't think he gets the reaction from the main crowd. Uh, you know, there's going to be that that certain core audience that'll go ooh, but you know, overall it'll be like who. You know, mm-hmm. and again, not a shot at Jay White in particular, just you know, the audience that they play to, the WWE that is. And as far as the show tonight, it was enjoyable. Like I said, it furthered uh, my interest in the Royal Rumble, which was a goal that I expect more from the, uh, from the Legends standpoint, you know, and getting to see a little bit more interaction with them. We got to see some great interaction where Legends elevated other talent, current mm-hmm. talent. But, um, you know, I think a little bit more than the just having the rest of them in the poker room would have been better.
0: That's all. <laughs> the infamous poker room. Well, thank you guys for uh, for chatting about this. Thank you to everyone in the chat Daniel Price, Jeroy J, Tommy O, Ricky Zaldivar, Azel Pompous, uh, Bernie DC, Killer Styles. Uh, we got uh, Bigfoot sneakerhead, great name by the way. Uh, Adam Staples and Dustin EK, Chris Aldridge, and everyone else. Thank you guys so much for hanging out in the chat. Uh, please hit the like button, comment, uh, subscribe, share all that good stuff. Five star reviews on Apple Podcasts, put it out there. Let us see your thoughts. As you know, I like to shout you out, so it's an easy way to get shout out on the show for free. So do it that way. Uh, And people
1: people need to watch. Jack, your hair is on point
0: tonight, man. Man. I'm
1: I'm, I'm a little jealous, man.
0: You know, I I saw Austin Theory's hair, and I was like, I'm going to try to get like that. I'm (laughs) I'm the now. (laughs) Rub it in, guys. Rub it in. (laughs) A little jealous. Uh, Well, Justin, speaking of seeing people, where can the world see you online and all the stuff you're working on?
1: I'm um, here on Wrestling Inc. Monday nights. When, uh, I'll be back Wednesday with Jamie and Issa after AEW, but again, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to Friday uh, with Busted Open Radio and then Saturday with you two after Rumble. Uh, it, it's going to be a great week. So uh, at Justin LaBar on Twitter, best place to find me. I'll have all the schedule and all the links to everywhere I'm at. Um, Friday, Sparkle Bar. Saturday, post-Rumble with you guys. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun week.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to that, Jimmy. How about yourself? Where can the world find all the stuff you're working on?
2: Like Justin, best place you can find me is on Twitter at Jimmy Where you find me here on Monday nights with you guys, Wednesday nights with with Justin and Issa, and I am also looking forward to this Saturday's Royal Rumble post show with you guys. It should be a lot of fun, and you can catch me on my social media platforms doing my ref and rants from Monday to Friday. Just giving my little little tidbits of, of uh, maybe critique. Sometimes I put stuff
0: over too. It's
2: a, it's not always a negative. It's not always a negative.
0: Sometimes there's nice things. on there. Yeah. Uh, But always, always good to follow oh, you and, guys. Oh, yeah. Sorry.
2: And one last thing, I forgot that my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, I have joined him now on his, on the Roughing It Up podcast and uh, we do a lot of chatting there too as well. It's
1: a
0: good listen I, I yeah, support
1: I a fellow you know. Washington commanders fan. <laughs>
0: I well I recommend everyone check that out. Check out at Wrestling Inc. as well. All the aftershows, shows, all the news, it's all there. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media and all the stuff I'm working on. That's always the easiest way to do it. Just hit me up on at Real Jack Farmer that does it. uh That does it for us. That does it until Saturday where we have the Royal Rumble. It's going to be incredible, folks. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin.
3: Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you Get gas with the upside app. Yep. I get real cash back. Every time I get gas, does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around 200 to $300. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the upside app. Now, download the free upside app now to earn real cash back. Every time you buy gas, use promo code car for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime, right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free upside app and use promo code. Code CAR For a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank, that's code CAR.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it